You're listening to the Motor City HDJ podcast on iTunes and MotorCityHDJ.com. Well, hello and welcome uh, to the Motor City HDJ podcast. I am Brett Cummins, and luckily, I am Motor City HDJ. I am the guy, and I'm excited to be with you here the last day of January 2017. And well, I have again broken another resolution, which last year was to record more more, <laughs> more podcasts uh, in 2016. Oh, well, we're here now, and uh, well, there's no looking back. Clearly, 2017 is off to a wild and wacky start, and and I'm excited to be with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. This is, again, like I've done for the last uh, couple years now, this is the Year in Review podcast. And so I want to talk to you about a few things. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for 2016. I, I have to start off these podcasts by saying thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me be a part of your very special event, whatever it was. If it was an anniversary, a birthday party, a charity party, a wedding, a graduation party, a school event, community event. Thank you for letting me be a part of those in 2016. I had a blast. It was great to play some of um, some of the places I've played before and to meet new people, of course, playing for thousands of people. That's something that I get to say. I'm pretty excited about that when I get to say it, that I've played for thousands of people over the year and over the years. Um, it's just, I don't know, it, it comes with the territory, right? Because if, if I'm playing an event and there's a hundred and some odd people, if I play more than, you know, 10 events in a year, which I do, I mean, that's that's a thousand people right there. So that's exciting. Uh, so thank you so much for letting me share these events with you in 2016. So uh, I want to talk to you, really, this is all that this podcast is going to be about. I want to talk to you about the... Um, some of the venues I've gotten to play in 2016, the top venues that I played, actually the venues I played the most. And I'm going to tell you, this year was actually a six-way tie for the venues that I played the most, uh, which last year, if you uh, if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll know that I played, uh, there were three venues that I played the most. And it, it's awesome because 2016... Uh, brought me to some new places, some places where I've played before. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about that because it's helped me build new relationships with new venues and new people, new banquet managers. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Uh, also excited to talk to you about uh, several other um, stats and metrics from 2016. So it's important for me to tell you about these numbers just because it kind of gives you an idea of where I'm at, how the business is growing, um, where I'm going, and ultimately uh, the people that I'm having an impact, um, the people on which I'm having an impact. So uh, I'm excited to tell you all about it. So let's just dive right in. I want to talk about the fact that I played uh, just darn near close to 52 events last year. Uh, took a little bit of a break uh, a, a couple times. Uh, I had to have a vacation. If I'm being honest, I, I just had to have a vacation. Uh, it's a good feeling to be burnt out with what I do. For me, at least, it's a good feeling to know that you're so busy that you actually have to kind of step back and say, well, maybe I need a break. So I took a break. And um, uh, a, a few times uh, last year, the most notable in October, uh, toward the end of the month, actually, my family and I went down to uh, Florida, visited some family down there, went to Disney World, got to see the mouse, took Brianna to go see the mouse for a few days there at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And if you're ever considering going to Disney for anything, 
that's going to be it. You want to go uh, for one of those special events, be it the holiday, um, you know, the Christmas holiday party, the Halloween party, Fourth uh, of July celebration. Disney knows how to do a party. Let me tell you what. And we had a blast. Got to meet all the characters, and uh, Brianna had a blast. So uh, we're excited about that for our family and getting to spend some time together. So, um, all right. So that was vacations, breaks. But let me talk to you about events. Let me talk to you about the events that I got to play last year. 80% of my business, do you know what it was? Well, yeah, 80% of my business last year was weddings. And then uh, uh, <laughs> four, four percent of the business, broken down three ways, was birthday charities and grad parties. And then 2% of my business, broken down three ways, was anniversaries, community events, and school events. So, um, you know, clearly a majority of the business that I'm doing, my specialty, I guess you could say, would be in the wedding industry. And that's okay. I don't mind. Um, I mean, I love weddings. You know, that's why you have hired me for your weddings in 2016 and 15 and 14. And, you know, since I've started this 15 years ago, um, I love weddings. I do. I think the wedding experience, and like I've told you, if you if you're listening to this podcast and we've worked together, then you know that my feeling about the wedding experience is that I love to see, I, I love weddings because everyone that's at a wedding wants to be there generally, right? Everybody that's there to support the bride and groom is there to support the bride and groom. They love the bride and groom. They support the bride and groom. And a wedding is all about love, right? We all love to be there. We all love each other. Hopefully we love each other. This is two families coming together to support two people that they love. And that's what the wedding experience is about to me. I feel like you have a much better time at a wedding than you do an anniversary, a birthday, a charity, a community, a grad party, school event, whatever, because there's just this certain understanding of energy about a wedding. When we go to a wedding, we know that we're going to celebrate. This is a huge party for two people who are starting their lives together. And for me, that's, that's where I get my energy. My energy is driven by couples that I meet talk to, work with, party with, who want to be with one another. I think that's so inspiring. So the wedding was the most attended event for me in 2016. 80% of my business again was weddings. Now with that, I got to play some new venues last year. And if I'm just going down, just going down my list here, I got to play the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge in Warren, my first time there. Uh, Polo Fields Golf and Country Club in Ann Arbor, my first time there. Mill Pond here in Brighton, my first time there. The Plymouth Church of Christ, my first time there. Frost Middle School, uh, the American Legion in Fraser, the Belle Isle Boathouse and Casino, uh, Crystal Gardens in Southgate. I mean, they're just going down the list to see. Uh, Greek Town Casino and Hotel, the Howell Opera House. Um, where else did I lay? Uh, Penn Acres in Clinton, Michigan. Uh, Plymouth Manor in Plymouth. The Gem Theater in Detroit. And Weller's Carriage House in, in, in uh, well, Celine technically. But uh, yeah, a lot of great venues last year. Now, to tell you about the venues I played the most. Yes, a six-way tie for the most played venues in 2016. I'm going to go alphabetically here. So the Ann Arbor City Club, I uh, had the chance to play there a few times in 2016. I love that venue. I love that it's right in the center of the action. You basically drive through the campus, and then the Ann Arbor City Club is just a tick away from the heart of the University of Michigan. So uh, Donnie Burton and his team over there, I've come to know them and love his crew. 
They take great care of me. They take great. Uh, he, he takes great pride and care of his clients, the guests, the brides and grooms that he works with. So Donnie, I'm looking forward to working with him again uh, in 2017. He refers me a ton of business there. And so I'm excited about the opportunities there for 2017. And then also, I know I mentioned Belle Isle. Actually, yeah, I played Belle Isle for the first time. And then I played Belle Isle um, twice last year. Actually, all of these venues I played twice uh, in 2016. So the first time was the Belle Isle uh, Casino. And then the second time was the Boathouse there. So I got to play Belle Isle twice. It's a beautiful public park. If you've never been to Belle Isle, you need to do that. It was actually my first time playing there at um, at Belle Isle. So pretty good deal. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, I will go back in a heartbeat. So if you want to have your wedding at Belle Isle, definitely count me in. Uh, the Inn at St. John's. Been back there. I was back there twice last year. Another beautiful venue. I enjoy playing at the Inn at St. John's. Just well, primarily for the history of the place, but it's also gorgeous. It's a gorgeous place to have a reception, um, an absolutely beautiful place to party, um, no matter what room you're in. If you're in one of the classic rooms upstairs, if you're in the main atrium down below, uh, it's just a great venue to uh, to have a wedding. So that's, uh, of course, the Inn at St. John's. Then uh, Silver Shores Waterfront played there twice last year. Again, the first time playing the venue there, and I played there twice Um uh, Love that venue as well. Right on the water. Definitely a place that you want to have some bug spray, but it's <laughs> the the silverfish and uh, the fruit flies. Well, you know, that comes with the territory of having an event near the water. But uh, I say that in jest, really. It's a gorgeous venue. I enjoyed playing there. Uh, got to... Um, I got to play there for some personal friends of mine, along with some new clients, and I'll be back there again in 2017. So this is just the how the machine goes, and and you know how this all works. Uh, Stonebridge Golf and Country Club out in Ann Arbor again, first time at the venue. Played there twice last year. Exciting venue in Ann Arbor. A nice, um, it's a beautiful golf course set in um, just this gorgeous neighborhood. Um, Food is great. The venue management is great. Um, the space is very inviting and welcoming for a wedding. So I got to play there twice. And then, of course, Walden Woods right here in my backyard. Actually, it's up the road in Heartland. Well, Highland or Howell, whatever area you want to attach to it. But I love Walden Woods. If if you're into the rustic thing, if that's your gig, uh, the mason jars, the burlap on the table runners. Um, yeah, Walden Woods is right up your alley. Beautiful, right on a private lake. Gorgeous property set back in the woods. I definitely would encourage you. To, uh, to consider that if your vibe happens to be the more rustic in nature. And so that was, yeah, that was uh, 2016 as far as venues go. Now, let me tell you about, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> tell you about colors last year. You might be surprised. You may not be. 2016's uh, color schemes with my brides and grooms. Just looking at my chart here, I went back and looked at all of the, you know, one of the questions I always ask all of my clients is what is the, you know, what, what color tie should I wear uh, to your event based on, you know, the main color scheme, pick a color. So a lot of people last year, it was very formal and a lot of folks went with black. Um, as far as the elegant goes, you know, they wanted me to wear a black tie. You know, I wear a gray suit, white French cuff shirt, silver pocket square, black tie, or whatever color you choose. So black was the choice last year. Uh, mixed in there, some I, I want to give honorable mention to gold was a popular color last year. Blue was a popular color last year. Purple was a popular color last year. Champagne, blush, pink all came in down at the bottom of the list as well. But definitely a lot of folks were going with black. I wonder what the trends are going to be this year. I wonder what we're going to see as far as color trends 
among brides and grooms in their receptions in 2017. Now, I love I love doing weddings, but don't forget about me when it comes time for your anniversary party. I got to play, um, you know, some anniversary parties that were an absolute blast. Don't forget about me with the birthday parties, sweet 16s and otherwise. And of course, the charity events that I got to play uh, locally here in Brighton and of course for the Westland firefighters out there at the Hellenic Cultural Center. You've heard me talk about them before. I love I love Lauren Matthews and the team over there as well. Community events played for the Plymouth Church of Christ, uh, graduation parties, of course, some school events there as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm multifaceted. It's, you know, as, as much as I love weddings, that's fine. I definitely love just playing. That's all I want to do is play. The reason I do this is just to play. I just want to play for you. And we want to have a great time together. I want to see me out there dancing with you and your guests, having a good time and enjoying the escape that music can provide. That's what we're going for. The reason we party is because of music. You know, music is what makes a great party. And that's why I've chosen to, uh, that's why I've chosen to um, do this as a craft, as a career. Um, so as far as the breakdown, the metrics for 2016, that's where I was at. Thank you to the 80% of events that were wedding experiences last year without you. Of course, you're pretty much driving my business. So I need you in, um, and, uh, I can't wait for more in 2017. It's a new year, which means there are new trends that we're starting to see. And I've compiled this from a list of different sources that are out there through various wedding um, uh, uh, vendor review sites like the Knot and Wedding Wire, stuff like that. But it's funny because I went through and, and looked at this list and said, yeah, I can agree with those. I think it makes sense because I am starting to see some of these things happen more often um, as part of the experience. Other things we're seeing as far as weddings go... Um, seeing some of the older traditions start to be phased out, i.e. bouquet uh, toss, garter toss. Those things were cute back in the day. It's, um, you know, how do I describe it? I, I kind of see them becoming more and more awkward as the experience goes. You know, bouquet toss and, and garter toss are kind of awkward, right? Because we're seeing uh, a bunch of people fight for either a bundle of flowers or a piece of lingerie. It's kind of awkward, right? You know, we see the groom digging up his bride's dress to get this garter off of her leg. It was cute, but I think it's time to move on. That's where we're at in 2017. So there are some new trends, some things I've seen and some things I've heard about that make some sense that uh, you could probably implement for your wedding in 2017 that would be a fun way to take place of the old-fashioned trends of back in the day. The first trend that I've seen and that I appreciate as the guy that mans the audio for a ceremony is shorter ceremonies because of fewer readings. Now, uh, as a person that grew up, uh, you know, a person of faith, I had great family growing up, parents that uh, definitely wanted me to be strong in my faith, and uh, they did a pretty good job with that. What I've seen um, in, in 2016, something that was very encouraging for me was shorter ceremonies. Um, I don't think necessarily the ceremony has to be long and drawn out. I think those of us that are sitting at your ceremony get it. You know, we know what's going to happen. You're going to have a bridal party. They're going to walk down the aisle, take their places to represent you in front of all of us witnesses. You'll send a couple children down there. One will have the rings. One will have flower petals. They'll decorate the they'll decorate the aisle for the bride. The bride will walk down the aisle. You'll exchange vows. You'll hear some sort of um, uh, sermon or talk from your officiant, something that solidifies why you're doing what you're doing. 
Then as you exchange your vows and you profess your love to each other in front of all of us, you'll exchange rings. The rings then signify uh, you know, this constant loop of eternity together. And then by the powers vested in me, by the Universal Life Church of the Internet or whatever, you know, <laughs> whoever, wherever the person was ordained, be it a, an actual priest or pastor or someone that was just ordained off the Internet, you know, they'll introduce you as husband and wife uh, or, you know, as, you're, as a couple, brand new couple, married couple. Uh, presented to us. Um, so yeah, shorter ceremonies. First uh, Corinthians 13 is a great passage. Love is patient, love is kind. There's more to the context than that. If we really took First Corinthians 13 from the Bible and we, if we used it in its proper context, we'd actually read the whole chapter. Um, but again, it's one of those passages that we kind of take out of context just to represent um, you know, what the wedding is all about. Not that it's not true. It's just, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to just take a passage out of a book out of context you know, we'd love to be able to understand why you'd be using it. So for those of us who, you know, <laughs> those people who don't necessarily know the Bible all that well, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, you you know, 1 Corinthians 13 is a nice passage to use at a wedding. But in 2017, and even at the tail end of last year, we're seeing ceremonies become shorter with fewer readings, which means less of these poems and other readings that people would do just as time fillers, because, you know, your guests are there to um, support you. But at the same time, you know, we don't need to sit through an hour and a half presentation on why the two of you absolutely have to be together. We get it. You love each other. I do. She does. I do. They do. Let's get out of here. Let's start to party. So um, shorter ceremonies, fewer readings. Uh, and now along with that, one other way to present the uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The folks that are the attendants, if you will. So be it you know, bridesmaids, groomsmen, whoever, the groom. Um, there's this idea that the groom and the groomsmen take the walk now. So as um, you know, the bride has her processional, which is the song she walks down the aisle to. The groom and the groomsmen have the, what I'm going to, I'm going to coin the phrase right now here on this little post-it note that I have right here in front of me. It says bro-sessional. That's the word that I feel describes what we're talking about here, the bro-sessional. So an opportunity for your groom and groomsmen to walk down the aisle to their own special song. Just like the bride walks down to her processional, we have the bro-sessional. It doesn't have to be anything outrageous, but it's just something fun, and the guests get a kick out of it. I've seen this happen a couple times where the guests in attendance... No, they kind of lighten up a little bit and they brighten up because they've seen that we've broken up the monotony of sitting here in peace and quiet waiting for something to happen. So the bro sessional is a a trend we should be thinking about in 2017. Uh, another one uh, in, you know, these folks that are um, the, the, the sparkler send off has taken taken hold in recent years where you get these five minute long sparklers. And after you've had a party where everyone's been dancing, sweating and drinking, you're going to give them a combustible device and ask them to hold this in their hands while you try to leave the venue without catching on fire. Well, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen any accidents before. Um, clearly, it's not one of those things that should make anybody easy, right? I mean, um, sparklers, and now there's this I, the idea of trying to get all these things lit and making sure that no one makes sure no one burns their hands off or what have you, or someone's hair or someone's clothes or what have you. So instead of the sparkler send off, how about the sparkler first dance? Now, some venues won't allow you to do this. Completely makes sense. It's against the law in some places to have a combustible material lit indoors. So if your venue will allow it, why not have your guests surround the dance floor and do a sparkler first dance 
instead of the sparkler send-off. Now, what's great about it is, too, these sparklers give you just enough time. So let's say your first dance song is uh, three and a half, four minutes long, which is about average. Most of these sparklers are going to dissipate after about two, two and a half minutes. You know, So that's a good way not only to time your dance, but also to give you just enough of the right moment so that your photographer can take a picture, capture that moment for you for the end of time. So the sparkler first dance versus the sparkler send off. Think about that for 2017. Uh, another uh, trend here. I've just got a couple more. Another one is the last, last song. So this is coordinated between myself, your photographer, your venue, catering manager, whoever's in charge and you, the bride and groom. This is a great way to have that one last moment before we leave and before we start tearing down and cleaning up. It's basically where we kind of end the event about five minutes earlier. We get everybody out of the room and just let the two of you do your thing. Now, it's not practical in some places because the bride and groom and maybe even other folks are going to help us start tearing down, um, you know, centerpieces and tables and chairs and all that. So for the uh, for places where you don't have to do any of the work, this might be a trend you should consider. Um, you know, the, the last, last song. It's just your way of having your own moment without any distractions, without anyone else there, just the two of you. And, well, the guy playing the music and the photographer so they can capture that moment. The last, last song. It's a great thing. I I've saw it a, a couple times last year. Worked very well. And uh, one of them uh, happened at a venue where there was help at the end. So we needed, you know, had, we had our moment and then had to bring people back in, which is okay. Then uh, it also happened at a venue where the venue took care of cleaning up and tearing down and getting rid of everything. You know, so it's completely up to you. It's really up to the venue. I mean, the venue is the one to decide whether or not uh, it's okay for you to use the maybe the last five minutes of your event to do that. So the last, last song. Then finally, in this age of social media, custom Snapchat geo filters. Now, I actually happen to have a contact who can make this happen for you. And if you're interested in custom Snapchat, can't even talk, custom Snapchat geo filters, I can get you hooked up with my pal Jordan, and uh, he, he, he can make it happen for you. And the, basically the custom Snapchat geo filter is for those guests who are using Snapchat when they're there at your venue. Uh, they can actually use Snapchat with a, well, custom geo filter that'll pop up on their screen, and they can take pictures and put them in their story uh, to, um, you know, commemorate and signify that they were there at your event, your wedding, whatever, you know, whatever you have going on. Custom Snapchat geo filters is a perfect way to kind of brand your event, make it a little more special to all of those out there using social media. So along with the new year, our new trends, again, shorter ceremonies, fewer readings. That's what we're looking for. We want to, you know, I do, they do. Let's, let's get this thing done. Uh, the groom and groomsman taking the walk to a song, the bro sessional, as I call it. Uh, then there's the sparkler first dance versus the sparkler send off. Consider if you're going to do sparklers, consider doing that before instead of after for your safety and the safety of all your guests and then the last last song this is the moment where the bride and groom um where our couple will share their last last song together by themselves with no one else in the room and then of course custom snapchat geo filters so um really that's it that's a quick one for me today uh, uh you know like i said these uh these podcasts are meant to just be a quick half an hour me talking to you just discussing things that i feel good about and talking to you about everything that's happening with me so i'm glad that i can start off 2017 with the first podcast being the last day of January. I Here's what I can promise you. If I don't get to it every, you know, uh, every week, I mean, ideally, I'd love to be able to talk to you every week 
Um, you know, once March, I'm just going to tell you, March 4th is actually when wedding season officially kicks off for me. So that is, as far as the brunt of my business, March 4th is when I will kick off wedding season. So I'm going to have a lot to do starting March 4th through December. This year, I will have a solid nine months of events. Uh, I've got a little downtime. Obviously, that's why I'm recording this podcast for you today. But I have much to do in 2017. I've got a couple uh, random uh, personal events scattered here or there. Some weddings I will actually be attending instead of doing anything, which is kind of nice. And then, uh, of course, uh, plenty of you that I'm taking care of in 2017, along with... um uh, you know, folks that I'm booking into 2018. I've, I've got a couple already booked for 2018. I have very few dates left for 2017. In fact, the Saturdays are pretty much all gone. I've got a few Fridays and mostly Sundays that are still available. And if you're the uh, if you're that person that's trying to do it during the middle of the week, well, I've got plenty of those available too. So don't <laughs> you know? Hey, it's okay. I played a I played a leap day wedding last year. Leap day was on a Monday. February 29th of 2016 was on a Monday. Yeah, I played a Monday wedding. No big deal. I've played a New Year's Eve wedding on a Wednesday. That's no big deal. So uh, I'm good any day of the year. It doesn't matter what you want me to do. If you want me to play for you in the middle of the week on a weekend, I'm as long as I'm available, I'll play for you. And uh, we're going to have a great time in 2017. So uh, yeah, once again, thank you to everybody uh, in 2016 for letting me be along for the ride. I appreciate every single one of you for sharing your or rather letting me share your special moments with you. I feel very humbled and honored to be able to do that. And thank you uh, to the Ann Arbor City Club, to Belle Isle, to the Inn at St. John, Silver Shores Waterfront, Stonebridge Golf and Country Club and Walden Woods for having me several times last year and to the venues that I only got to play once. That's all right. I've got more opportunity. Uh, just get me in there, folks. That's all you have to do. <laughs> you book the event, I will play there. I want to keep going back to these places and establishing great relationships with venues that take care of me, take care of my clients, and of course, take care of the folks that are attending these parties. So uh, as I wrap this one up, a couple housekeeping items. Uh, definitely don't forget about me at MotorCityHDJ.com. That's M-O-T-O-R-C-I-T-Y-H-D-J.com. And uh, you'll see a fresh face for 2017. The website got a little bit of an overhaul, so it's a little more uh, mobile friendly for this year. You'll be able to navigate the website in what's called a one pager. So instead of having to go page to page to page, everything just flows on one page uh, in different sections. So MotorCityHDJ.com. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest from time to time. And I will have a few more mixes coming for you in 2017. I'm just trying to find the right music that uh, will fit together for some new mixes to kind of give you an idea of what I do. And uh, obviously, I would encourage you to like the Facebook page. I'm trying to get to to 1,200 likes this year. I'm at 1,055 as of this moment of recording this podcast, uh, Tuesday, January 31st at 5.01 Eastern Time. I am Brett Cummins. I am Motor City HDJ. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your very special events last year. 2017 is going to be a great one. I'll see you on the other side. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>